Ladies and gentlemen, would you please rise for the playing of the Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. And here's your host, Jana, and her big brother, Jeff. We got the playoffs in full swing and another edition of the Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. Of course, we want to welcome back SRBB co-host and our own official uh, National Parks Ambassador. (laughs) Didn't know that the Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast had one of those. She went off to see if she wanted to be a park ranger, but uh, she was not able to uh, convince any bears to give her a picnic basket. And then the rest of her family decided they needed to go home. And they told her, you've seen one national park, you've seen them all. (laughs) Or something to that effect. Anyway, welcome back, Jana. Thank you. Good to be back. I got a lot to say. I don't know. I don't know. Based on (laughs) some things that are going on, you may not be all that happy about being back because you're going to have to talk about some stuff. I know. I'm going to have to dig deep. Yep. So playoffs in full swing. We are into the championship series and uh, are not the championship division series. Sorry. Championship series are on the horizon and uh, a couple of those have already been set. So we'll get to that. But first, since we didn't talk, I didn't talk a lot about wild cards last week. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to um, to the show, the solo version of the show, but uh, I everything had had finished by the time I did the show. So I just talked about, hey, these guys have all moved on. Uh, you know, we knew the Rangers moved on, the Twins moved on, the D-backs moved on, and the Phillies moved on. Anything that stood out to you about any of the series? Uh, well, wait, hold those thoughts. We'll talk about it <laughs> after we tell you. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Sibling Rivalry BB without the A. And on Instagram and Facebook at Sibling Rivalry BB with the A. And then find us also online, SiblingRivalryBB.com. You can get uh, all your favorite teams' uh, postseason gear, or you can buy stuff to be ready for next year in case you decide to drop your current team and to pop on somebody else's uh, wagon. Uh, all that uh, is available right there off of the Fanatics link. And uh, now, let's go to the playoffs. All right. So, like I said, uh, the wild cards were quick. Blink, you missed it. Yeah, what, all of what them. What did you see? Well, I mean, to me, they were a waste of time. One and done. Because I think that all of the teams that went on, you know, that won their wildcard series, they were going to win. So why did we need three games? I mean, they ended up not playing three games, but why did they need three games and what they could so do So maybe in two? like when they do intentional walks, they just hold up four fingers. The, the team, so like the Tampa Bay Rays should have just, when they came out, Kevin Cash should have just put up two fingers. And they went, okay, we're done. We're done. It's over. No, I just think that we need to get back to, and I think this year's wildcard series proved you, we don't need three games. We, one game, 
because you're a wild card. So why are you, why is that team being given, or both those teams being given three chance, you know, three games, you get two chances to win. Well, we know why? what the answer is. Right. It's revenue. It's more money. I get that, but it's boring when you have all four wild cards end in two games. Yeah. And you would think that that wouldn't have been the case. It's not as if Tampa Bay hasn't, doesn't have anybody and they just kind of slipped in there. Yeah. I mean, they had a better record than, um, than the blue Jays. They had a better record than the twins. They had a better record than the Rangers. Right. Um, in fact, I think they had a better record than any of the other wildcard teams, regardless of league. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I just think that, and I don't know, maybe this is would be a mindset of, okay, we've got three games. Obviously, you always want to win the first game because you have that momentum. But now you have three games. So if you lose the first game, you're like, it's okay. We'll come back. We'll win the next game. And then we'll be tied and we'll win the next game. And so, but if you have one game, then you're putting it all out on the field. This is it. This is our last, you know, last hurrah, unless we make it further. But we're going to put it all out on the field. And I just think we need to go back to one game wild cards because we've seen where wild card teams have won the world series uh the marlins in 1997 and 2003 the angels yep uh the boston red sox and in fact in the 2002 world series both teams were wild card teams that yes year. that's right uh the st louis cardinals in 2011 the Giants in 2014 and the Nationals in 2019. So I'm not, I don't, I know the expanded uh, playoffs is because of money, but really, if, I mean, it just, I don't know. I'm frustrated. I'm a frustrated baseball fan. <laughs> Do you go to like the 2020 things were different? Yes. Because of the way, do you go maybe there where everybody plays starting the first round? Yes. I think, now this is crazy because I think that they could do College World Series. Let's do tournament style and go have a winner's bracket, a loser's bracket. Everybody's mixed in there. That would be better than the wild card. Because I just think the wild card is getting inflated and you're giving right. you know so why be why win your division if you can be a wild card you know play good enough that you could be a wild card and that's your goal which i did say at the beginning of the year or the season i think you know i could see the dodgers as a wild card that didn't happen they won mm -hmm. their division. We're seeing what's happening with them. Um, but I'm kind of like to the point, why win your division? Like, who cares? Be a wild card. Right. I, I think that's the case. And really, 
a lot of people are talking about that when we're talking about the um, the setup for everything that you're going to have, you know, five days off. Well, as um, as it's been brought up, and in fact, I went back, Mike Sosha in 2009 said, we need to tighten things up. There's too many extra days off. And they're even, they've got more time off than they get during the all-star break. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's baseball, 162 um, games in about 185 days or something like that, I think I read. So there's rarely a day off. Sometimes you go 20 plus days without a day off. Right. And, and I think you made a note of it in uh, in a, a tweet that was like, uh, you know, the, sometimes you come out of the uh, the all-star break after a, a lengthy break compared to any other break. And uh, you come out and you're a whole different team. Yeah. And we've seen that happen. I mean, uh, wasn't it like, wasn't it the Phillies last year? That came out, I think, after the All-Star break and just went on a run. And, you know, it just it's like that can happen. Now, it can also happen the other way. You could be really hot and then have the All-Star break and then completely fall apart. We saw that this year. Yeah, we saw the Diamondbacks who were able to stay. They had built up enough of a lead that by the time they were done. Uh, they were able to kind of get back in and maintain, uh, but they were in and out of it for a while there, like a lot of teams that were uh, in there in the uh, the wild card hunt. Uh, it happens that way, and that's part of the the question. A lot of people are saying, "Doesn't this end up?" Yeah, you're thinking, "Hey, this extra time off gives you some time to reset and all that," but it's this is a game of routine. And Mike Sosha said in 2009, if everybody ends up having two or three days off like that in between series and stuff, he goes, isn't the fact like with the wild card and all that is that the teams who who didn't win their divisions have to continue to play to fight to get in there. And if they wanted to have a couple of extra days off, they should have won the division. That's what winning the division or winning it early is for, to get yourself set using that at the end of the season. The Dodgers had the time to do that. We know the Dodgers have other issues, and we'll talk about them, you know, uh, coming up. But that's the question is, is is there a problem with with this setup? And I, I think most people agree, yes. But how do you really fix it? Maybe some of the ways that you just brought up, but I, you know, that's well, the question. one of the things uh, Ken Rosenthal wrote an article in the athletic and he talked about, you know, different things, but mentioned the Korean baseball uh, league or the KBO and they have similar something similar, but the teams that have a buy are automatically up one, nothing. Right. They have the, they get the first win. So they, they only have to the win first... two or, or 
whatever three right so it does put more of you know obviously there's pressure on both teams to win but it puts more of it on the team that's coming in to play them to a certain extent because it's baseball it anything can happen so you don't know you could be up one nothing and then that's the only and you never win a game you were just given that win I don't know that that's the answer, but I do. That to think, me is like putting a runner at second base in yeah, uh, his innings. It's a ghost win. <laughs> right, it is. You got that ghost win. Now, I mean, I I get what they're doing. That that's a a benefit, but I still think every game needs to be played. But they don't need, you know, the wild card teams need to, uh, you know, get in there, get their stuff done, and then. Um, and then move on to deal with a team that's also able to be in there. And, you know, a couple of days is one thing. Five doesn't seem to be working. It doesn't seem look to be, at, uh, yeah. you know, what are we looking at? Three of, uh, of the, uh, so we talked about last week, what the matchups were going to be Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Phillies and Braves. Texas and Baltimore, Houston, and um, the Twins. The only team uh, so far that um, the Braves haven't looked good, the Dodgers haven't looked good, uh, the Astros lost one, but then they've been okay. And Texas, uh, you know, played Baltimore. And they swept Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Texas lost. I mean, Houston lost one. Right. They lost one, but that's, yeah. (laughs) And we know that the, and, and the Phillies beat up on the Braves. So they're going to go on. They'll be playing today for, uh, to see who, you know, which one of those teams is going to move on to the championship game series. Um, you know, so we don't really know what, what to expect out of that but uh, honestly it doesn't look like any uh, only the astros right now will be the only um top seed of the top four to move forward yeah and the only team that won their division the other teams you know at this point the rangers were wild card the phillies are a wild card um the uh, diamondbacks obviously wild card so you know if it's the year of the wild card sometimes it is but uh, as i pointed out that wild cards can win but again i think if you go back to the one game wild card i think that's i think that's fair because you're the wild card you know you get one and done that's it you don't get extra you just one and done because right. you didn't win your division. You didn't, you know, you, but you got in because of the wild card. But I really think, why not go to the tournament style, and which is kind of similar, I mean, in a way to how they, in 2020, have it in one spot. You could move it to different stadiums, you know, like they do the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You could have it at Dodger Stadium one year. You could have it 
you know, in Houston, you could have it in St. Louis, wherever, and everybody displays. And right. all baseball fans can descend on that city and, you know, go to the games that they want to see their teams. Or if you don't have a team in the hunt, but you love baseball, you can go watch the game too. You know, whatever. Yeah. But make it like that because then it seems like you're not going to have the date. You're not going to have days off. And it almost seems like it's just more then it's it then it comes becomes an even, you know, playing field. Because as we saw, even though in college baseball, they still win their um, conference or, you know, their, you know, like whatever they 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 still win. So their division but that doesn't mean that they're going to come into Omaha and sweep. So let's do the same thing with the, with the world series. Okay. I would be all for that. It would be back to back wall to wall baseball. And I think people would love it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I did read somewhere where somebody said, Hey, we, we could do like, uh, like October madness, you know, like the, the basketball tournament have uh, 16 teams. And everybody plays and you do like the, you know, one game and uh, one plays 16 and, you know, seed out from there. Honestly, this all comes back to one thing for me. Thunderdome. <laughs> I think, honestly, that would be even better than the, because then you're fighting for your life. So. If you've listened to this podcast for all four seasons, in our first season, we were forced towards the beginning to come up with different things because there was no baseball. Thanks, oh, COVID. Um, and, uh, and so one of the ideas we had was Thunderdome. And we actually said, go play in Tampa Bay because then it's like got this whole, you know, run down. Yeah, dingy. You know, yeah. Uh, idea. And what happens is, is that uh, everybody's rated who's by by record one through 30. Yes. And then 29 and 30 play each other. Whoever wins that, it's a double header every day. They move on to play 28, whoever comes out of that. And it just goes up, and whatever team can continue to play. So the lower you are, it also would be, uh, you know, something for people to actually try to win instead of tanking or not putting any money into it. The A's don't want to start off as number 30 every year. Right. And then, you know, so like, so like this year, the number one team would have been Atlanta, you know, and it would have gone on for, gone down from there. And so you'd have Atlanta, uh, would have been one Baltimore would have been two. The Dodgers would have been three Tampa Bay would have been four. And then, um, Milwaukee would have been five. And then you would have had to figure out how to, uh, based on the season series, uh, between teams, you had Texas, Houston, and the Phillies, all with 90 wins. So, well, and then 
in your regular season while you're playing, you're not net playing really. I mean, you want to win your division. You want it, but you want to have the most wins. You want to, and so it wouldn't even be winning the division. It would just be, um, you know, just you're just playing to win all the time, which you think most teams would be playing to win all the time, but hey, we're not uh, chasing wins every day. I know. <laughs> yeah, crazy, Bill what Nevin. So I bet he had to take his dream board off the wall and his Oh, office. I'm sure he did. He's that's not his office anymore. I know. Maybe he left it for the next guy. Maybe. Maybe a dream catcher or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I think that that's even more because then every team gets to go to the postseason. Yeah. In the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. And, and imagine then, you know, and, so team. but if you've got to play two games every single day, the weaker teams will eventually fall out. Right. The and problem with this is, though. There's a problem. Yeah, because think about it. <laughs> then you have um, by the by the time that the that the, the top teams get to play. How long have they been sitting? That's true. So th- we didn't really solve that problem, but no. uh, but well, that, well, you could have you could have to you know seed it. So I mean, it kind of goes back to a tor- tournament kind of thing. But um, you where could do one versus uh, thirty, you, yeah, and just uh, and just play that way and still in a tournament. And- and that way, all the teams are constantly, you know, they're playing. It's a constant, you're, you're constantly playing. And, uh, yeah, that's what so needs the, to happen. Because I think we definitely are seeing, and, and some people said, oh, it's just people who, you know, their teams is sour grapes. But I don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe a little, for, but I don't really think so. I think that this. This expanded playoffs, we had it in 2020, but it was a different situation. They all played, they were all played in one place, you know, depending like the grill, they played, they had some in San Diego, and then they all came, you know, to Arlington. Um, But it was a constant play. You were constantly playing. And I think in baseball, you have to have that because... It, like you said, it's a game. It's you have routines that you do every day. And when you don't have a game, you get out of those routines, whether you want to or not. You can have all the scrimmage games that you want. That does not help you when it comes in to play against the team that you have to play. Yeah, there's not the same level of intensity. You know, yeah, you're playing, but it's not. Yeah, I don't really, I didn't really buy into that either. We'll have a scrimmage game, but uh, if you get, you know, if it's just more friendly and, uh, hey, we're just doing so, it's clear that some of these teams just, they couldn't come overcome even with time off. Baltimore couldn't overcome their pitching. A lot of though, what I saw, and we'll talk more about this when we talk Dodgers only, is um, it didn't matter what happened with the pitching. Bad, good or bad, there's no offense. 
Yeah. If there's no offense, you're not going to win anything. You could have the best pitcher on the mound. They could be great. But if you don't back them up with runs, uh, there's only so much they can do. Honestly, yeah, you're right. The asterisks and the twins. When uh, when you look at, well, besides the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers, you look at the, the first games out uh, in uh, in the uh, division series, uh, you know, Texas beats Baltimore three to two. The Asterisks and the Twins six to four. The Phillies blanked the Braves. And wasn't that like the first shutout at home this season? It was the first shutout at home. Well, not only this season, but since the last time they were shut out at home was in like August of 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah, I they mean, were something crazy like that. <laughs> and so, then, yeah. yeah, so so they couldn't get anything going. And I, we kind of talked about this that the that the uh, the Braves were having some issues, pitchers, stuff like that as the time went. Um, and, and we'll talk about uh, one of the other games, game two, in just a second, because that probably was the most entertaining game. Yeah. Um, unless you're a Diamondbacks fan. And then beating the Dodgers 11-2 to two at Dodger Stadium. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, what then, uh, you know, and then, and then this is a stupid scheduling thing. In yes. order to have them play on alternate days, everybody played on Saturday for the division series. And then the National League took... Sunday off. Right. And that was American League Day. And then the National League started. So there's not only had you been off for five days, then you get one game and you get another day off. There's no way to get into any kind of a routine. Uh, I think that would have helped. Yes. Uh, Yeah. No rhythm at all. Um, Games. uh, The second games, uh, Minnesota would come back and beat the Asterix. And that would be. That was kind of a surprise because it felt like Houston was just going to walk all over them the way the even game one felt, even as close as it seemed. And the Rangers started out strong, stayed strong. And if it wasn't for a late uh, late game home run uh, in the uh, the Orioles-Rangers game, uh, they would have lost like 11 to 5. Instead, they're able to get to 11 and 8 and, and a little glimmer of hope. But see, that's the thing. Um with the uh, with the Orioles and Rangers, the Orioles get swept, and everybody goes, "Okay, but Orioles, you weren't really supposed to be there this year. You got a young team. You're still coming up. You got there a year earlier than expected." And I'm like, "I don't care if if you make the playoffs. It doesn't matter whether you should be there or shouldn't be there. You made it, and you make the most of it." You can't say, well, but see, that's the thing. We're, we're uh, like an excuse well, machine in this world. Yes. And we make excuses for everything. It's not just in baseball, but we want to excuse them and give them a break. Well, well, the reason they lost is that they're not quite ready. And you know what? The Rangers are a more veteran team. They are. But that doesn't give, there's no excuse why that they shouldn't have been ready. If they can win 101 games during the regular season. But I think we're seeing across the board that there's a lot of teams that weren't built that term built for the playoffs. There's a lot of teams that are not. Right. And 
the same thing. You can go back to, well, you were a rook, you know, you got a lot of rookies on your team, probably have the American look rookie on your team, you know, and Gunnar Henderson. And, but the same thing could be said for, and I use the Dodgers, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't have won the division because their pitching has been horrible. The whole season has been, for the most part, a bullpen game. Yeah, they've been bright spots, but right. not. And and honestly, you know, they they got kicked in the head when potentially their number one starter for the playoffs kicked somebody else in the head, essentially, and uh, and is no longer a member of the team. Really, right? Yeah, yeah. So. It was. It's not just the injuries, but then you had somebody who, you know, did injury uh, was injurious to his own career. Yeah, um, completely. So, I mean, there's lots of things. Yeah, you can make as many excuses as you want. Uh, you know, people will do it. Oh, they're rookies, or it wasn't their time. You know, wasn't it wasn't their year? But this could be the only year you know, that they make it to the playoffs for the next couple of years. Maybe they yeah, don't make it. And, again. and as we've seen, because there were a lot of players from this year's angels that we thought based on last year's performance, that really puts them in a position to get even better. And that's really going to put the angels into a, uh, a playoff contender position. Right. But a lot of those guys that we were thinking were going to do better all regressed. Yeah. And um, and that could happen. Gunnar Henderson next year may hit 208. Yeah, I, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he might get a case of the yips. You could have something. I mean, you don't want any of this to happen to any of the players. But a good example would be you're in spring training. Look what happened to Gavin Lux out for the entire right. season. Or now, even early in the season, have or, a, a, an injury, anything that caused that somebody that you were expecting to to contribute. I mean, we don't know what he would have done. No, uh, we don't. If it had been Freddie Freeman, we probably could really, or Mookie Betts. Yeah. But I'll, I'll save that until yeah. we get to the to the Dodger segment. <laughs> but no, I mean, you're right, because you look at, uh, and again, using the Dodgers as my frame of reference, Dustin May. He came back from Tommy John surgery and looked really good and then had to have another Tommy John surgery. So you just never know what's going to happen. So if your team is in the playoffs, you have to make the most, you have to make the most. I'm not saying that the Orioles didn't make the most of it, um, but it just, for whatever reason, they just were, you know, outmatched and by the Rangers who are a more veteran team, you have guys like Corey Seager and, you know, they've won a world series and, you know, other guys that have been in the, in the uh, postseason many times. So I don't, you know, I don't know. And I don't, and I think too, a good uh, example of, players who play really well during the season and then they get to the postseason and they forgot how to play baseball yeah they hit uh they hit 
600 during the regular season and they hit uh you know a dollar 50 in the uh, yeah I, uh, and i don't know what is that about you know it's a good what question happened? so game two of the uh the braves phillies um the braves were able to walk away with a win uh mostly because of a great play by last year's Rookie of the Year, Michael Harris II. And while some people are, you know, saying, well, that wasn't an error or a base running error, other people are saying, why why would you do that? Um, and uh, so the deal is he, he catches a ball that everybody, all the Phillies base runners thought was going to drop. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bryce Harper had been on first, and Bryce Harper was like, I think, rounding second. He was going to try to score on uh, on that ball. He had to run most of the way back around to get back to first base. And, of course, they were able to, due to a heads-up play, and I don't remember who it was that, uh, that grabbed it. I think it was uh, Bryson Stott was there in the infield, and he – uh, he was smart enough when the ball got away, came in more towards the pitcher's mound, like the, the uh, uh, Harris was throwing it and it seemed like it was going more towards home plate, turns around and throws the Stott alertly picks it up, throws the first, they double off, um, not Stott, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the other team, um, Riley. That's, that's uh, uh, yeah, Riley. That's, I don't know why yeah, I was Austin thinking. Riley. Austin I Riley like, picks minute. it up. Yeah, no, Stott was uh, out there helping the Braves out, apparently. <laughs> that's right. Um, Austin Riley. That's hey, exactly that it. would be something. While you're playing the playoff game, just because it's crazy anyway, and wh- let's just go c- off the tracks, they get to pick. Each team gets to pick one player and from the team. And, you know, so Braves pick Bryson Stott. I mean, I don't know why they pick him, but, you know, who knows? And the uh, Phillies pick Ronald Acuna Jr. They have to play for the opposite team in the game. Interesting. <laughs> I think the if the series is tied up um, for the last game, for the tiebreaker of the series, you have to do that. Okay. I like that because then are you are you going to play because you're a ball player and you're going to, you, you know, are you or are you going to strike out? Are you going to drop the ball? A lot of errors. Yeah. You know, are you going to try to sabotage it or will your are pride, you, you know, or are you going to? Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. helps the Phillies, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper uh, pushes the uh, the Braves into the World Series. That would be that would that would suck if you, you know, did that. But if you, had, like, if the you game were that. Hit. Yeah. But you get to go. I think then. I, but I mean, contracts and all that. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> just one and you done. Kind of take away. That's yeah. One and done. One and done. Uh, anyway. So uh, because of that, the Braves were able to, uh, to hold on and, uh, and win that game uh, five to four in game two, uh, game th- three, they went to uh, see and another day off. 
another day they off. They played they played a game a day off. Played a game a day off. Yeah. And then uh Braves and Phillies go to Philadelphia and the uh the Braves uh, or the Phillies uh picked up the uh, the victory uh was that that was last night. Uh picked up the victory so they're one win away from going back to the championship series. Um, right. And we'll see whether they're playing the D-backs or if they're just waiting around. Well, so I think the Philly, the Phillies are, I think, a team that maybe you could do like an examination of because they didn't win their division. They were in the postseason last year. We saw where they got to. They got to the World Series. They lost, but they got there. They were wild card. They're wild card this year. So is Philadelphia building their team not necessarily to win the division, although I'm sure that's a goal maybe, but are they okay? It may not be, but are they okay with just we're going to be a wild card and we're going to come in because, and it fits Philly. Because they're scrappy. All Philadelphia Phillies teams I have always remembered have always been scrappy. Yeah. And that's just how they're built. And now you've got a team that's, I mean, you look at um, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber. He has like what? He had like 40 some odd home runs and 40 and the same number of singles. You, you know, it's like, yeah, it just, and, but, uh, uh, to like 200 strikeouts. Right. So, but yeah, they're it, just hitting lead off, but they're just, they're, they scra- defy- oh, they're scrappy, which goes along with Nick Castellanos who thinks, you know, Scooby-Doo is a superhero. His partner, his little was scrappy. His like little nephew. Yeah. His nephew was scrappy. Scrappy-doo. <laughs> scrappy-doo. So. That's just the Phillies. So I wonder, like, their makeup, are they, what would it be like if they won the division? Would they go as far? Or are they built to be a wild card a team? What is, I, I agree with that. What it, you know, what is the motivation to win the division? The, there, to me, there is nothing. So, yeah, you tell me, the teams that you mentioned earlier, Mm-hmm. That have won. When we talk about 2002, just because that's that is always my favorite one. Yeah. But in the wild card era, any team that makes it, if they win the World Series, does anybody say uh, asterisk next to them wild card World Series winner? Yeah. No. No, they're just World Series winner. Right. All of the of, of the things that go along with winning a World Series, uh, they get all the 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 to the victor go the spoils. It doesn't matter how you got there, just that you got there. That's it. That's you you got there. Um, yeah, you're not gonna have, you know, a, a little note, you know, like you said, by their name because they did what they needed to do. They won their games and they, they made it through. Um, but again, I will say, I still think it should just be one game. 
I don't think you need a three-game series for the wild card. Um, I think this year especially proves that. Yeah, a lot of people were excited, like, oh, there's three days of baseball. Because why wouldn't you think that when you have the teams, you know, the Rays should have at least won one, right? (laughs) Right. I I think that um, that the the a lot of the problems with some of this scheduling stuff stems also from the um, you know the the TV partners. Yes, they don't want games say on a Saturday because it's a low um, a low viewership day. But you know what? I think that that's garbage because so people too. who want to watch playoff baseball are going to watch whatever day it's on. Yeah. But what I think should happen is, is if, like in this case, every single wild card, um, every single wild card ended up being uh, a two game set. So they played Tuesday and Wednesday. I know everything started on Saturday, should have started on Friday. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, should have started on Thursday. You can slide it up. If no games take place, if everybody wins on Wednesday, everybody plays on, uh, then the the next series starts the next day. So there's not as long of a layoff for the, for the buy teams, right? Those teams, those guys have to keep playing one after another to, to go. And now they're seeing a whole new team. The other thing that, I don't think it in the big picture. I don't think it matters um, because you should be able to beat any team if you're going to be a number, a top seed. Right. But. And I don't know that if as a Dodger fan that I would want to see Philadelphia any more than I want to see the D-backs based on history. Yeah. But once that's done there, it shouldn't just be, okay. this is the way our little chart goes and that's how it's going to work. It should be. Whoever wins of the of the two wild card games, regardless of length, the lowest seed plays number one. The D back should be playing the Braves. Right. Yeah, they do need to reseed. That's the and, other uh, thing that definitely needs to happen. I think you need to re because honestly, when I saw it was the Diamondbacks and the Brewers, I would have rather have seen the Brewers. Even right. if I have to look at Craig Council, who looks constipated all the time, he has that look on his face, like he's having issues. I'd rather see that than the Diamondbacks, just because the Dodgers play them. They're in the same division, and it was the same thing last year. Now, I didn't want them to play the Padres, and no. look what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. And, uh, you and know, look there's what's happening too much now. familiarity. <laughs> right. There. And, you know, what's interesting is, though, is the way that they fell out in the American League, it actually worked out. Baltimore was the number one seed. They got the lowest seed remaining in Texas. Right. Whereas Houston was the number two seed. And they got the twins who was the number three seed. So that worked out right. 
Um, the other thing that I think is, and it, it, I guess it doesn't really matter, but the fact that the um, the fact that the West, the NL West is playing the NL West, um, and the uh, the AL. I mean, I guess on one side. This works out good because the NL West, you're going to have two different in the championship series, two different divisions in play. Whereas in the American League series, you have just the AL West. That's it. And they weren't even the best. They were second best only because the Central is just so bad. Yeah. The AL East, you would think they would have had the team. They put three teams into the into the playoffs. Yeah. And none of them made it through. No, I think all of the AL East, like 0 for, 0 and 0 for 7. And they, it's like the first time um, since, you know, in an American League championship series where there was not a uh, American League East representative. Because you always had, you know, usually the Yankees, but, um, but you had somebody. Well, you had From the, the Yankees or Tampa Bay. In or, well, the Tampa Bay recent, stuff, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, for many years, Boston. See, the, right. the only way to really put this back into is to go back to the days when uh, the the two things. You either go back to the days where at the end of the regular season, the top American League team plays the top National League team World Series. Right That's what it should be, I think. But I know it's never going to go back to that. Um, and I think we don't need interlit. I mean, and that's going to continue too. But just play all the National League teams play. All the American League's team play. They play each other in the National League. Because then when it comes time for the World Series, you may not have played that team you know, you may have played them a few times during the the regular season, but you still played them. The whole point, like growing up watching the World Series, were two teams that had never they hadn't played they didn't play each other, so right. it was a new, brand new series. You didn't know what was going to happen, and right, I. You know, old school well, me want, would love that. Now, when I was growing up, you know, more like when I was younger and watching baseball, the um, the playoffs at, at that point had become, you know, you had an AL East division, AL West division. National League had the same thing. Right. And then at the end of the season, the two top teams in each division would play each other. Mm -hmm. And then the World Series. Yeah. That would be my other option. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, they set up in, in the NBA. When it comes playoff time, Western Conference, Eastern Conference, even though there's other divisions. When it comes time for that, who's the number one seed out of the West? You know, they haven't been lately, but say uh, the, the Lakers. Okay. Um, Celtics. Yeah. In the East or whatever. Um, they're number one, so they're going to play, uh, you know, whatever, the number eight seed, I think. And back and forth like that, it doesn't matter 
how they were in the Pacific Division. It just matters they had the very best record, and now in the Western Conference, that's how they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you almost don't even need to break it down into the four divisions. So, you know, there's some there's something to be said about, you know, now because all you want is revenue, it becomes kind of convoluted. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're going to do stuff like that, then like you said, let's have, let's have a, a tournament style. You know, you play, you play the first set of games, uh, just in fact, do it just like, uh, the college world series. Of course, there's not as many teams, so it doesn't take as yeah. much, but set up regionals, uh, you know, four different regionals, which is kind of how the tr- I mean, 2020 it's season 20, was yeah, set was way. set up that way. And, uh, you know, or you play like that year, it was like the first round you played at home. Right. The rest were played at a central location and then everything else. There was no need for a day off Mm-mm. in the games. I think they never had a day off until there was one day during the World Series. They had an off day. And that was it. And it was it. And you know what? There's nothing at that point. There was nothing else going on. So why have an off day? But okay, that's fine. One day off in the World Series. All the rest of it, you're in a grind. And when you get used to that, having extra time off might as well be that we're now at the end of our season. And honestly, and 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 I'm sure we'll talk more about this with the Dodgers, but on any team, if you won the division, whether you get five days off or not, you were one of the best teams. Your professionals having extra days off should not affect you to the point that you can't. You make a lot of money to play the game to keep yourself ready. What is that I hear sometimes? Uh, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Well, these guys aren't. You know, and I do know that there is a um, there is an advantage to when you're on a roll. It's easy to stay on that role. As they've said, you know, many times a player on a streak has to replay, you know, respect the streak. If mm-hmm. you think that you're winning or you're hitting or you're playing well because you've been wearing the same socks for a month, you got to keep wearing those socks until that that ends. Oh, yeah. That's you can't, it. I, I've mentioned it before. I had during the 2002 playoffs, I wore I went down. I think the, they were kind of more like soccer socks. They were that long where they'd come up to your knee. Mm-hmm. But I wore red socks and I put red laces in my shoes. And that's what I wore. And I wore my angels hat every day. Mm-hmm. And but because I had my socks, it didn't matter what I was doing. If I was wearing most of the time, I didn't have to dress up or anything. But even if I had to uh, wear something a little dressier, I, you know, I still was wearing my red socks. I didn't care. <laughs> right. That's what it was about. Well, I have, I've done that where I've, you know, I've worn during postseason, I wore a a shirt and every time, and they won, right? So the the Dodgers won, right? So then I'm going to wear that shirt for every game. And I've even, I was sitting in this chair, I will sit there for every game. 
Now, if they lose, then I switch, right? I go to a different position or whatever. Most of the time I'm pacing, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, you do those things because, you know, it's a superstition part of it. But yeah, I think that MLB needs to really rethink how the playoffs are. And some people have even said, oh, they need to put more teams. Well, I don't, you know, we, we don't need more teams. Cause I feel like the wild card, there's something to be set, you know, for the wild card. Cause you get like a little glimmer, like, okay, we can still make the postseason. You still have to play for it. But, but then you're, you're giving more than what, that team deserves to me because at this point in baseball, I, I really it wish that the Dodgers had just been a wild card dead. Now, obviously that doesn't mean that they, you know, would have, you know, they would win. I'm not saying that, but I, the time off is we're seeing has not been, helpful no not at, at all. all and how do you manage it you know say so, oh the guys deserve time off obviously they don't deserve time off because <laughs> they forget right. how to play baseball so uh the uh american league championship series will fire up on sunday with uh texas uh, finding their way to houston NLCS will uh, will fire up on Monday the 16th, and it will also be the second game of the Texas-Houston series uh, in Houston at the Juice Box. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's the AL West, you know, to see who comes out on top. It should be a good series when they've played both of those teams, but it's not exciting. Cause it's, you know, maybe you never know. I mean, no, know. it could be exciting. Texas, Texas could, Texas has the, has a bigger, um, potential to be exciting. Uh, not yeah. that Houston can't, but we've seen Houston there before. They're kind of old hat. Well, this Been is their there, seventh, know. seventh time, I think, uh, at this point. So right. I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be exciting. It's baseball. It should be exciting. Things, exciting things happen. But I guess what I mean is it almost feels like, oh, it's just a regular season series. Yes, they're playing for more, but it's just two Texas teams. And so a lot of people will turn that off and watch you know football and hockey just started you got that maybe we you shorten now i mean this has also been thrown out there but i throw this out there you shorten the season you play september postseason now yes there's football but it's not it's you're not getting overshadowed. Then you have Mr. September instead of Mr. October. I don't know. 
Just things swirling in my head. It's time for Dodger Baseball. And as you can tell by the way that this show has been going so far, uh, the Dodgers aren't looking good. If you've been paying attention, you already know this. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, here we are into the, uh, into the division series, uh, two teams that know each other, the first two games with pitchers versus the Dodgers that are over versus the Dodgers with high ERAs in Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen and yikes is all I can say. Now that doesn't mean. You know, we're not going to give everything away yet. But we are going to talk about what's been going on with the uh, with the Dodgers in this series. And I'm pretty sure that um, you may not hear much of me during this particular (laughs) segment, because I think somebody's got a soapbox and (laughs) has uh, I don't even think she had to write down her rant. I I have been ranting since, I mean, the only good thing as far as sports that came out on Saturday was OU and Texas. So University of Oklahoma and Texas played in the Red River Showdown and OU won. And I'm a big OU fan. So that, that was the saving grace of Saturday because what happened in that first game against at Dodger stadium was it was like, who are these people and who is on the mound who now has postseason ERA of 162. Who, who was that? Would he Um, have been rather watching college football as he mentioned? Maybe, (laughs) maybe he would have rather been, uh, watching that uh, before you do this, uh, because you you mentioned college football, I did see a tweet that was pretty funny. And even as an Angels fan, I had to la- laugh. It said somebody posted and said, if you're an Angels fan and you're missing Angels baseball right now, just watch the Dodgers play. They're emulating <laughs> the Angels. Uh, yeah, it'll look just like you're watching an Angels game. Yeah, yeah. Guess, you know, they might be in a little bit different color. Yeah, this first game. Just watch uh, them in black and white. Yeah. And then it would be totally immerse, immersive. Sure enough. Uh, I think the guy you're talking about is um, if if there were halls of fame for regular season and postseason, he would only make it into one. Exactly. I don't know. He, I guess, is a good example. He'd be the best example. I mean, there are other players who fit into this. But right now, he is the best example of some a, a player who, during regular season, was the best, had, you know, the best ERA on on the team. And I don't know if that's really saying a lot, you know, starting pitching-wise. But... Also in the National League. I mean, he was, you know, up there. And he chokes in the postseason. And as much as, much as I hate that, because I, you know, Clayton Kershaw is such a great pitcher. And you know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. What is it 
about the postseason, and I've seen him pitch in the postseason so many times, and this was the worst. And I, after this performance, I was like, you need to retire. You're done. It's over. <laughs> you got to go. Because it just, because what happens next year? And say he continues and he does another one-year contract. And he stays with the Dodgers because there's always talk he will retire. Maybe he'll, there's always talk that he'll play with the Rangers. Um, and he makes it the postseason and the same thing happens. You know, it's like, just give it up, right? I love you, but you gotta, you gotta just go. I, I think that, I think if I'm the Dodgers, I give him another contract, but it's only a regular season contract. And let him know you can come and hang out in the dugout during the playoffs, but you're not going to pitch. Yeah. And through the years, you have, I have, we've tried to defend him and say, oh, you know, and there's times that he's not pitched that badly. Right. But if he had pitched in the playoffs like he pitched in the uh, in the uh, regular season, in most seasons that they've made it to the playoffs they would be World Series champions more than once. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So Clayton Kershaw on the mound does not even go a full inning, gives up six runs in that uh, a third of an inning that he pitched, six hits, six runs, no strikeouts, gave up a home run, gave up, a, you know, had a walk in there. And his postseason ERA, 162. That's as That's many crazy. games of what you play, <laughs> of what they play, 162. And his ERA is 162. And the ERA per nine innings. So every game that he pitches, he would have been giving up uh, over a full nine innings, 162 runs. <laughs> I mean, that's how bad that is. It's, it's just amazing how how just totally bad that is. It, 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 it's bad. So already you had Merrill Kelly, who had never beat the Dodgers, never pitched well against them. He comes in. And it already has a six-run lead. As a pitcher, that has to make you, that makes you feel good, for one thing. And it gives you some, and I think it kind of maybe gives you a little bit of, you can relax a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you just, don't, you're not as uh, as tight, you're, you're relaxed, you're a little looser. Um, because you don't have to worry about um, constantly hitting a spot you can miss a little bit here or there. You have some more leeway exactly. uh, in the pitches and you can pick different pitches to throw in situations where you'd go say to a curveball or fastball. You could actually say, well, normally I'd hit the fastball in this case. I'm going to go ahead and hit and, and throw us a, 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 you know, a sweeper, you know, whatever. Right, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Now I will say Emmett Sheehan came in and pitched uh, three and two thirds innings and did give up four hits and three runs. He did have, he gave up a home run and he had four strikeouts, but I have to say the damage was already done when he came in. And for a rookie pitcher, 
for Emmett Sheehan to come in and yeah, he gave up three runs, but I'm still think that there's the potential for him to be thrown into that position way earlier than anyone ever thought that the bullpen would have to come in. I just think looking down the road that it wasn't the best experience for him. I mean, the best outing for him, but it was good experience. Okay. I'll give you the good experience part. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't great on the mound. The problem, the problem is, is that the Dodgers, if they if they were hitting the way they did most of the season, a six run six run first inning is easy to overcome. Right. For the Dodgers when they're on it. Nine runs is a lot tougher, and you're not it took them three innings, four innings to get through their um through their lineup. Well, Tommy Pham had already hit what three times before Miguel Rojas before Miguel Rojas even got up. Right. And, uh, and, you know, Rojas was, uh, was batting, uh, you know, ninth and it took he at the, in the, in the third inning, he finally got up. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm with you image Sheehan, but once again, if you're at a point that you can you can make a postseason roster, whatever you're in. How many rookies um, have have had huge, you know, th- to go back to the Angels? They had some rookie pitchers. Hmm, what was that one guy's name? John Lackey. Mm, yeah. He was a rookie. Nobody remembers that usually. Right. But he was a rookie, and he pitched above um, K-Rod. Sure, they had Troy Percival, who was their their true closer k-rod though was crazy how he pitched so there's guys he did it's not as if the problem with what was going on was by that time after the six runs it felt like they they scored 162 runs it because it was off of clayton right and that demoralized the team because their 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 top guy who garners the most respect out of anybody on that team even with Mookie and Freddie and, and anybody else, he's the guy, he's Mr. Dodger of this team. And at that point it was like, they just took out our best player. Yeah. And you could see it when, when Dave Roberts came out to get him, um, you could see it you, there. You could see it on the face of Mookie Betts, um, Freddie, all of them, you know, it was like, what you know what's happening here this is not what we want or expect um but yeah i mean he's on the roster but i also have to say what what choice other choices did the dodgers have look at all they had clayton kershaw lance lynn mm-hmm and those are your two veteran pitchers. I'm not talking about bullpen and starters now. Right. Yeah, Bobby Miller, Brian Pepio. In the bullpen, you have obviously if you Bruce Star Gratterall, you have Alex Vesia, Caleb Ferguson. But you also had Emmett Sheehan, you have Michael Grove in there, you had Evan Phillips. But 
it's riddled with rookies because for whatever reason, Andrew Friedman, like, oh, you know, and I guess in a, to a certain extent, you think, well, they weren't too bad off at the beginning of the, you know, before spring training because she had Clayton Kershaw, Dustin May, uh, Tony Gonsolin. But even, um, even those guys are not, Dustin, you didn't know because he was coming back from Tommy John. Tony Gonsolin ends up having Tommy John. And Clayton, you don't know because he has had back issues. This year he's had shoulder issues. So we, the pitching was never addressed at the beginning of the season. The trade deadline, yeah, you get Lance Lynn. And I like Lance Lynn. I, you know, I like to watch pitch um, when he gets all fired up and he's on. And he's not you know, throwing um, batting practice balls. Mm-hmm. but the pitching was always an issue. And, but the bullpen was the bright spot for the Dodgers. So it was like, okay, if we can get the starters to go this far into the game, we can get the bullpen in and that the offense will take care of it. But the offense isn't taking care of it. They didn't take care of it in this first game. I mean, they got shellacked 11 to two. And, you know, it's like they're down by nine and people are upset because David Peralta got a double and does the Freddie wave. And the people are like, what do you do the Freddie wave for? You know, it's nine to nothing. Well, they got to do something, right? Because that usually got people, you know, it's like, all right, we're getting going. We got two outs. It doesn't matter if we have two outs because we're going to score three, four, five runs. That didn't happen. Right. I um, you know, my thing was and I and I said as much when I uh, when I saw these things was that the um, the one thing that the um, people didn't keep in mind was that particular hit wasn't like it was in the eighth inning you know, when they were down or before that, cause they had scored another run by the eighth inning, but say the seventh inning, you're getting beat. It's nine, nothing. You're not doing anything. And you get on base that, that hit was second inning, third yeah. inning. Yeah. That's the time to do that. Hey, we're on, let's get going. Let's, we can come back and, and to say, Oh, that's in bad form to do that. No, it's in bad form if in the bottom of the ninth you get on and you do that when you're clearly getting blown out. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe you just kind of, you know, give them a fizz, like, come on guys, let's go, you know, and, and that, but you don't, uh, you, maybe that's when you don't do the dance, but at that point in the game, you want to get your team fired up. You want the team fired up. You want the crowd fired up because there's always the Dodgers always lead in uh, are at the top for attendance. You have 50,000 plus fans in there and you can hear people having conversations because nobody's paying attention to the game. They've given up. They're leaving. Right. Um, You know, that's sad. 
Now, that's another thing I didn't bring up, but I kind of just thought about it, about the crowd was another excuse that was made for Tampa Bay. There was 19,000, I think you mentioned this last week, but 19,000 plus. Mm-hmm. And people, oh, well, that's because it was, you know, on a weekday and it was at three o'clock. Well, it was o'clock. like a three o'clock game. And, but, uh, and I did mention that, yeah, but the Braves had the same situation last season and they sold the place out. On a three o'clock game on a weekend. Yeah, if you are, it's postseason baseball. One that you get to go. I've never been to postseason baseball. I know you have, but you know I haven't. I don't care what time it is. I'm taking the day off. I'm gonna be there. I don't care if it's you know ten o'clock in the morning. Find out till the day before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you. yeah, I don't or know. the morning of, for all that matters. Yeah. I'm calling it sick. I'm yeah. Going. Right. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is opening day. Opening day is a prime example. Places are sold out. Here's my, t- here's my note from the uh, baseball commissioner, you know, people have. Right. You know, hey, excuse me. I, you know, please excuse my son or, you know, whatever. But back to the Dodgers in this game, it was just awful. Uh, and the Diamondbacks, you know, they had, they had Dodgers number. They also had momentum. (sighs) So first game, disastrous people calling for Robert's head, people calling to fire Andrew Friedman. It's over and that's it. We're done. Okay. So is that fair? No. Why not? Absolutely not. Well, I think. No, I don't know. Backtrack. Let me think. Is it fair? Yeah. Okay. It is fair for anybody to say that because Friedman didn't make the moves. I think that he should have made. And now However, it's, paying, it's not paying off. His non-movement isn't working out. Right. However, I know he's not going to be fired, so why get all worked up and say he needs to be fired? When because that's what sports is all about. That's true. But, but do you believe that it would be, you know, that that whether whether it's a knee jerk reaction or do you think it's something that should be seriously considered? To be honest, and I hadn't really thought a lot too much about this because you know I think well he's probably not going to be fired however we just saw and he was a manager but Gabe Kapler was let go he was fired because he didn't get his team to where you know to playoffs World Series, anything in the, what four years that he was there. Andrew Friedman has been with the Dodgers for how long? Uh, a lot of a years. A lot of years. <laughs> right. And yes, they've been to the postseason 10 times in a row or 11, 11 times, 10 division winners. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Has won one World Series in that time. And a lot of people would say, oh, but it was abbreviated season. You know, it deserves a little note by that win. Uh, maybe it is time for a front office shakeup in the Dodgers because he's not the whiz that, you know, the Tampa Bay guy, right. That he anymore, maybe he's complacent. He's become too complacent in his role and there needs to be a front office shakeup for the Dodgers. And if, to me, Dave Roberts as the manager, I have more. There were a lot of times where I thought he needs to go. But after reading Joe Madden's book, I feel like I can say I know that not all of the decisions he that that is happening on the field are his decisions, that he is not the he's not purely running the game. So I don't know that he, because he has a good, he's a good manager. And I'm, when you manage, it's not just managing the game, it's managing your players. And I think that is a lot when you have a good clubhouse. Um, But if they did a front uh, front office shakeup, um, he could be, go right along with it. You know, like we're just going to, we're just going to change everything and that could happen. And if it did, you know, I like Dave Roberts, but I wouldn't be sad. All right. Well, I think, and the reason I bring it up, how many world series did we say they've won out of uh, 11 trips to the playoffs? Right. One. One. That's it. Uh, I think that if they were going to make a change, Dave Roberts is the first one to go because it's always the manager. Always, but I think yeah. I think that the the only reason you hold on to Andrew Friedman is because he has done a good job of building up your um, farm system, and and he's done a good job overall of building a team. But if your end goal is to win a World Series, neither of these guys know how to do that. Whatever. Dave Roberts is supposed to be doing uh, as far as the management roles. He's great during the, the um, regular season, but he's not a postseason manager. And by now he should be. There's yeah, no he reason why well versed. There's no reason why after two games into the playoffs, Mookie and Freddie are one for 13. Yeah. And it was a, a squib, a little infield hit that uh, that Freddie luckily got on base with, or they'd be 0 for 14 or 0 for 13. Right. Um, yeah. And, he had to slide into, uh, into first. <laughs> you know, yeah. And so that's the thing that um, really, I think that's the accountability. They're, yeah. they're not accountable. They, they, oh, we made the playoffs again, but did you go to the World Series? And, and just, and maybe what you were saying was, was the Giants didn't make it to a World Series, but Kapler did go to the playoffs. Yeah. No, I, and I did. He had a hot seven win team. Right. Yeah. 
that lost to the Dodgers. Right. That's the, that's the thing, though. And so now he's he's being he's done. There's talk about even Farhan uh, Zaidi, who is being kept but could be gone. I and I, I just don't. I don't. I'm not saying they need to be fired. I mean, the 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 team has been successful overall, but. If you're going to play, if you're going to end up being like every other team that plays, you know, doesn't really, in the end, it doesn't matter how good they were during the regular season because they are, they're the Oakland A's in the uh, playoffs. They're the Kansas City Royals in the playoffs. They don't win anything. They're over, you know, or they, they win one here, win one there. But for the most part, they might as well just get swept. Why even show up? Just forfeit the series. Put up your fingers and go, this is a three game. Just give them, Dave, just give them the three. And uh, and you can save everybody time and uh, and save the fans money that they're spending big dollars to go to these games. The only fans in this case on any of these that would be, um, well, with the Dodgers anyway, the Diamondback fans are the only ones that would miss out because they're not going to get to see their team beat up on a rival. Right. And, but I think that at some point you have to stop, um, you have to stop and look at it and say, no matter what you do, you never get beyond this point. Yeah. You did it once. And that was under special circumstances. You guys were in the same place for two straight series. They played the National League Champion Series, Chip Series, and the um, World Series all in the same stadium. Right. Yeah, I, I think obviously the Dodgers do have one of the best farm systems in baseball, and so for that. Yeah, you you can keep him around. He's been with the Dodgers for eight years, um, but yeah, Dave Roberts is. I don't know that he was even after you know whatever happens um, that he will be fired. I don't know. It could be. It you could, we could be surprised. Um, but you're right. It's always the manager that goes that goes first. Um, but it isn't. I think it's just, that's sometimes just a knee jerk, you know, reaction, you know, your team loses that bad, then it's everybody needs to go. But when your team who overachieved has two, um, two teams, two team members, two players that will probably be, if not in the top three, at least in the top five of MVP voting. And you've got guys who have, you know, played well through the season and guys who have the platoon players we've we've raved about. And they can't win. Where does that fall? Yeah, the players aren't hitting. Why aren't they hitting? What's going on there? Is it just the whole team decided they're going to be in a slump? Maybe the time off didn't help them. But where's that management style? Where's the 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 coaches? Where are they doing to say, hey, we're watching you. We see this is what's going on. And here's what we need to do to fix this. Well, 
so this is what gets me. I, I, we the first game, obviously, you know, it was eleven to two. You go to the second game, you're like, your Dodgers have to win, and at home because this is the game, you know, before they move the series to Arizona. So you think, okay, the Dodgers are going to tie this series up. They play well at home, and but after and they had the day off. So in between the two games, so where's the hitting coach, whatever his name is, Van Soyak, Skyak, yeah, whatever, Soyak or whatever, yeah, (laughs) yeah. What's he doing? How you know, like, okay, you've got Zach Gallen, and he's the next guy up, the next pitcher. You have faced him, so. Mm how are you going to approach it? How are you going to attack him? Um, and in this game, they lost four to two a little bit. Uh, the score is palatable if it's a regular season game, because it's just a regular season game. You're like, ah, it's four to two, you know? Okay. In postseason, you lost. Now you're down two games. You have no choice. You have to win in this best of five series. You have to win three games. And yeah, you're not, and you're not even playing well enough to win one game. Right. To even to even feel like it's competitive because even though it was four to two, it never felt competitive. It no. felt like the Diamondbacks were in control the whole time. Right, and the Diamondbacks in both of these games. They came in, and I'm guessing that their uh, their their action plan was score early and score often, uh, often, right? <laughs> often, as many times as you can, because then that puts you in control of the game, mm-hmm. and it helps your pitchers. And that, but the thing is, is the Dodgers have faced Merrill Kelly. The Dodgers have faced Zach Gallen. Neither one of those pitchers had ever, like Merrill Kelly, had never beat the Dodgers. Zach Gallen had never won a game at Dodger Stadium. So what what makes them different in the postseason? They're pitching the same. Their pitches didn't change. Mm-hmm. So. What and now all of a sudden the calendar flips to October and you can't hit, you can't get something out of the, um, you know, out of the infield. You're grounding out. You're, you know, I mean, it just it doesn't make sense to me when you're a professional baseball player and you're getting paid millions of dollars. And you can't hit. Right. You hit, you know, what, 60 doubles or almost 60, what, 59 doubles. Mm-hmm. And you strike out in a really, like, in a in a high stakes um, where, you know, bases, what, I don't remember if they were loaded, but, you know, you got guys on and you're leaving them stranded. You know, yeah. I, 
Maybe there's something to the October thing, though, because I went to the last game of the season versus the Giants. Yeah. They had they scored five runs. They only had seven hits. Mm. Mookie had one hit. Freddie, 0 for 4. And a strikeout. Um, you know, J.D. Martinez was 0 for 5. Uh, so maybe there is something to this October thing. As soon as we hit October, they haven't hit. Yeah, it's like their bats all. I mean, JD had a home run. Go to sleep. Yeah, and that was the that was the first real hit that yeah. they had in the series. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it just it it's like flabbergasts me. Then you had Bobby Miller, who, whether he's saying this maybe to pump himself up or to say you know try to calm his nerves in interviews. They'd ask him, you know, are you nervous? And he's, well, yeah, I mean, it's postseason. I think you're always a little bit nervous. But my, the biggest, the time I felt the most nervous was my first start, my first major league start. And pitching in, when we pitched in, uh, when he pitched in Seattle, he felt nervous pitching in Seattle for whatever reason. Um, and so I think I'll be okay. And he wasn't okay. No. <laughs> He you was know, far from he, okay. It was, you know, he went one and two thirds innings, gave up four hits and three runs. Um, ha- only had one strikeout, um, two uh, two walks, and but he couldn't locate any of his pitches. It's like me being on the mound and just throwing. Stuff. I mean, obviously, he does it better than I would, but well, you'd be bouncing everything up there, probably. Probably, but you can't, he couldn't, you know, you could throw it 100 miles an hour, but if you can't locate it where it needs to go for a strike, then, you know, what are you doing? And how does that happen? Like, you can have like the best game. And you have a no hitter during the regular season. Now, I mean, he didn't, but you, you know, but, right. and then you get to the postseason and you had Clayton Kershaw, who, you know, he, like I said, his ERA is ridiculous. And this is interesting. So 162, Bobby Miller's is 16.2. <laughs> I was just looking at that too. <laughs> so it's got kind of funny. He's got that 16.20. ERA. Yeah. So he's got, he's at 162. Clayton's at 162. And, <laughs> you know, that's the thing, too, is that the Diamondbacks, through uh, a guy who I had never heard of, even though I've seen a lot of the games between them, Andrew Salfrank, who might as well have been Cy Young the way that yeah. he was pitching against them. Yeah. He did give up a hit. He only pitched a third of the inning, but um, he gave up a hit. And, uh, but he walked one, struck out somebody else, but he did what they asked him to do. And, um, it just, it just didn't matter who they threw out there. Um, it almost didn't seem to matter. Uh, I think really in the big picture, the starters, both the starters were horrendous. Uh, Gratterall looked pretty good in the second game. Brazier gave up a run. Uh, but just one run, one hit, struck out three. Joe Kelly uh, walked one, but struck out three. 
um, and gave up two hits, but uh, over an inning and a third. And Evan Phillips gave up one hit, but the, you know, they really didn't do anything compared to what the starters gave up. It was just, and and even when you look at and when you look at the rest of the team, you know what? A total of six hits in the game. They got the two runs. Uh, one of those was J.D. Martinez' uh, home run, uh, you know, solo shot, and then Kike drove in Max Muncy. Right, and that was that was it. It just uh, there was nothing else going on. There are so many zeros. Freddie had the hit. That was it, and it wasn't like I said. It wasn't even really a hit. Uh, grounds into a double play. Chris Taylor grounds into a double play. Uh, Jason Hayward over. You know, he's well, batting just, I mean, he's got a zero batting average. Here was a guy that you could count on to come in and pick things up. And he, he's just, nobody's hitting. Nobody's hitting. And I did notice uh, when we talked to Bill Perkins from Top Fan Rivalry, he had said the Dodgers need to stop swinging for the fences. And I uh, said, well, you know, there are times where, that they were doing that more during the season. Um, but it seemed like there were more games, especially at the end, towards the end of the season, where they were playing small ball. They were just getting the singles or a double um, to get, uh, you know, to win games. But then the postseason rolls around, and Bill was right because – what are they trying to do? A lot of those guys, especially like J.D. Martinez, some of his at-bats where he struck out, three straight pitches strikes out because he is not – he's trying to hit a home run. Right. I think there's some desperation in that too. Yes. In this playoffs is that it's like we got to do something to get things going. Right. But home runs are great. Uh, everybody enjoys a good home run. Hey, chicks take the long ball. <laughs> when, but when you're down, I would rather see small ball where you've got guys on base and you get a run, you know, get two, three runs, and then you still have guys on base and then you hit the home run, right? Because right. then you have capitalized on you've built up to it when it's a single home run. Yay. We got to run, but that doesn't mean that anything else is going to happen after that. That could be it. That's your one hit is that home run. That's it. Yeah. It's uh, that's just, you know, solo home runs. That, is the thing. It's like, no, we want multiple, you know, we want to get people on base. I mean, if you hit a solo home run, great, but it shouldn't be that that's it, the all or nothing yeah. thing. You should be hitting, you know, uh, hitting the pitches where they're thrown, going to the opposite field when you need to, or whatever you do, Try just try to get on base. And you're never going to score any runs if you're not on base. I don't, you know, um, I mean, I understood what Phil Nevin was talking about, that he prefers a strikeout to a double play. I get that. It's one out versus two. The problem is, though, when you get three strikeouts, because people are trying to go for the big play, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like constantly throwing downfield in a football game, trying to throw the bomb every single time so that you get a big play every time. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You got to play in football, in baseball, just like uh, like a lot of teams find out in football. You got to play small ball. Yeah. You got to dump it out five yards out and then let the runner go and try to make a big play out of that. Mm-hmm. You got to just advance the ball. And in baseball, this is what the teams who have been winning, they haven't won necessarily because they're hitting long balls. They're winning because they're playing a complete game. They're playing, they're taking advantage of their guys on base. They're taking advantage of, um, of, of the chances to, to, uh, to move a runner over, uh, and then, and then set it up to score. And when they've got people in scoring position, they're getting the hits they need, uh, to move them up. And if it's a home run, so be it, but they're not striking out as much because they're not trying to. Uh, hit the optimal launch angle and the hardest hit ball ever in stat cast history. Right. Right. When was the last time that you saw on the box score that the team, the, the one thing that the, that the team was able to do to put them over the top was that they had more hard hit balls than the other team. And that's why they won. Yeah. Is that on there anywhere? (laughs) No, it's no, it's it's runs, hits, and errors. And those are the things that are the most important thing of any baseball game. It doesn't matter how hard you hit the ball. It doesn't matter if you had the best launch angle. It matters that you scored more runs, you got hits to score those runs, or you got hits to, to when people walked, you got on base and you didn't commit any errors. And, and that's, what's going to be, you didn't mishandle balls. You didn't make a play like what really, we didn't talk about it, but James Altman. Yes. Misplayed a ball was in his glove and then out of his glove. And that really had he cat, had he caught that ball that changes the whole complexion of game one. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. I, that was the first play, right? First batter, first play. And, uh, he doesn't make that play. And yeah, I think there's always jitters, but in regular season, he's going to make that play. I mean, it hit off the hill of his glove, but I, I think you're right. The whole, if he had caught that ball, I'm not saying that the Dodgers would have won, but it changes. It does change the game. Does Clay, cause Clayton Kershaw, you saw, you know, that it was, it almost seemed like when that play, when he didn't catch that ball, it was like, it wasn't just like, ah, okay. You know, next batter. Shake it off. Shake it no, off. It, it was defeated. I we're defeated. So just to just to give you an idea in that first inning of that game, uh, that double due to the miss being being misplayed, um, Cattell Marte ends up doubling. And that opened up 
the floodgates. Yeah. Corbin Carroll comes up. He singles. Marte scores. Tommy Pham comes up. He singles. Christian Walker comes up. Doubles. Corbin Carroll scores. Tommy Pham gets to third base. Gabriel Moreno. Home run. Clears the bases. That's a three-run shot right there. Like we said, already up six. And it wasn't over at that point. If Lourdes Gurriel Jr. doesn't ground out, who knows how bad it could have got. Yeah, it, it and could then, have been 11 to nothing in the, in the first, <laughs> first inning. Yeah, inning. And, and then he doesn't settle down at that point where there's when it's still just five runs. He walks the next guy. And Evan Longoria doubles, scoring Alec Thomas. And when Emmett Sheehan comes in, Emmett is able to um, get out uh, Perdomo and then Marte coming up as the 10th batter in the inning. He's able to get him to ground out to uh, to Freddie. And, uh, and that's it. But then it starts all over again in the second inning. Yeah. With Emmett Sheehan, Corbin Carroll with a home run. Lourdes Gurriel making up for what happened the time before gets a double, which drives in uh, Tommy Pham, who singled Christian Walker hit by a pitch. Um, those guys both score. Who gets walked again? Alec Thomas, who drives him in again with a sacrifice fly. Right. Evan Longoria. Mm-hmm. And and then the, and then everything kind of settles down for a little bit. There's some hits here and there, and it isn't until later in the game uh, when uh, Alec Thomas decides he's tired of being walked and hits a home run off of uh, Michael Grove, and then Alex Vesia gives up a home run to Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham right now is like the MVP of the yeah <laughs> after that which game. Is crazy, yeah, to think you Tommy Pham, but yeah, and it's been Carroll. <laughs> The guy's a rookie. See, we're talking about rookies. Here's a rookie, had a little downtime during the season, and now he's playing like he's the MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can't give these guys if, – if it was Gavin Stone pitching, I think I'd go, well, you know. Right. But these other guys have shown they're, they're capable of stepping up and, and, uh, and pitching well in the spotlight. Emmett Sheehan had a, had a no-hitter. Uh, in his first yeah, game out. That's right. Yeah. You know, and and it was it wasn't his fault that he lost a no hitter. It was the rest of the team's fault. Right. It was Doc's fault yeah. for taking him out when he did. It was the team playing errors, you know, stuff like that. It's just Well, I think too in uh in the second game, I feel like he, it was overmanaged. Um yes. Too many. I mean, it was like we're gonna. He, I'm pulling out the stops. Whatever we have to do to win. But I think a good example that like Miguel Rojas had a single. Um, he was one for one, but he gets pinch hit for. Right. And yeah. I'm like, but he was hit. You know, he got a hit. So why are you taking guys out that have? hit you know they got a hit he um, he over he just you know hey we got to make these changes and next thing you know he's left with austin barnes on the bench and that's it everybody's <laughs> out if something happens he's he's screwed 
Yeah. You know, luckily nothing happened that caused him, you know, to have to figure out how to replace somebody or have a pitcher hit. Right. Or yeah. something like that. Well, but- and the other thing that really has, oh, this has always bothered me. Oh, well, this is the better matchup, you know, because he, I'm like, uh, yeah, he doesn't hit as well against left-handers as he does against right-handers or this pitcher does, you know, is uh, right-handers hit better off of him or what well, vice versa to me. It's like, just leave him in the game and see what happens because the matchup on paper is never going to play out on the field. I don't, you, because if you're hitting, you're going to hit and it shouldn't matter if the pitcher is a right-handed pitcher or left-handed pitcher. It shouldn't matter. Right. I mean, we've seen, there are guys that for whatever reason, you know, they just don't hit, you know, left-handed pitching well, but there's still guys who, you know, they could, maybe they hit the home run, you know, or maybe they hit the, the single that brings in a run, um, because you just let them hit because they have proven that they can hit. Um, but I've always hated that, you know, like, oh, we gotta, we're going to wipe our bench clean except for one guy and, um, and then, you know, see what, what, what it got him, and it got him another loss. So now the Dodgers backs against the wall. They're heading to, um, Arizona where they played well. Arizona's like, uh, like. In fact, I think even in Arizona, they say they call it uh, Dodger Stadium East. Yeah. And, you know, they've they've had success there. It's not as if, you know, remember back a few years ago when uh, when they won the uh, they won the West there and got in the pool. Yeah. Which, of course, drove the Diamondbacks and the fans and the organization in general crazy. Right. But. They they've had success. They've seen that the Diamondbacks have played them tough, but they don't control them. Now they're going in down two games. They're playing atrociously. There's no telling whether or not they're going to be able to overcome anything. Doc, they had a a, a workout that was a a voluntary workout. And Doc couldn't even be there because he had to meet with front office staff probably to get the game plan. Mm-hmm. There were some players that went, some players that didn't. Doc said, well, it's there's some that didn't go, and it's good they didn't go. But he didn't really elaborate on that. Yeah, and to me, you're down 2 nothing. Why is it voluntary? And and at this point, you if if being out there is going to get you to the point that you get back into a rhythm, that's important. Right. In this game, Lance Lynn finding his way uh, onto the mound for uh, for the Dodgers. We knew this was about how it would work out. Him in Game Three. Uh, we know he gives up a lot of home runs. We're hoping that that's not the case, but that was the case. 
uh, in the game last night. Uh, he he he's able to last for two and two thirds innings. Gives up six hits, four runs, all four of those runs, home runs. Yeah, in the and, same inning. Uh huh. So what's he doing? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I guess you could go back and look at him pitching um, from White Sox, you know, pitching with the White Sox to the Dodgers. What is it that, you know, is he tipping pitches or is there something else that they're just, they're just picking up? He's just leaving pitches out over the, over the middle of the plate, I guess, or right where the, you know how it's, it's like, it's like, Hey, where do you want the ball? Like in the home run derby. And it's like, Oh, I want it here. I want it kind right. of in and down. That's what he's doing. He's throwing, he's throwing batting practice. The, the crazy thing about this is, is that the diamondbacks became the first team in postseason history to hit four home runs in a single inning. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And the, the Dodgers, were swept. So who in the clubhouse had uh, tickets to, uh, you know, fly out tomorrow <laughs> to where, right? Oh, they got tickets to go to the, uh, to the Astros Rangers. Game. Right. <laughs> They're or they got tickets for today's game in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Freddie's going to go back and root on his old team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, this, if there isn't some type of, there has to be something, some type of shakeup with the Dodgers, because this is horrible. It's awful. And I, I didn't even watch. I saw the second home run and I turned it off because I didn't feel I've always rooted my team. I've always felt like, okay, they're my team this is a team I root for and it doesn't matter win or lose. I'm, you know, I want them to win obviously. And I'm going to root for them, but there was no, it was the same thing like in San Diego last year. Except that the Dodgers actually won one game. One game. Versus the. Right. <laughs> they won the nothing this postseason. Three. Oh, and I mean, they're 0 and three. And what is your takeaway other than there's no spark? They had absolutely no spark. The spark that you saw in the regular season. Um, you know, oh, the Freddie thing, you got the train going. Well, the train had derailed in the first, you know, the first inning of the first game. So it, and it never made it back on the tracks. And then Freddie's dance, you know, they, there's a t-shirt and it's got, you know, the wavy things, those nylon. Yeah, like in front of, out in front of like car dealerships or when they got a big thing. That that deflated. That was deflated in the first game and torn. Yeah, well, they were only able to do it one time during the whole series. Right, and then it got torn. 
so it couldn't de inflate back up because it was torn. Um, and everything that they accomplished during the regular season is like, who cares? Who cares? Whoopie do. Because like last year, who cares you won 111? Who cares uh, yeah. you made it to 100? Yeah, nobody cares. You could have you could have won 90 games and maybe and maybe still been playing. The pitching obviously was always going to be an issue. Right. Their pitching staff was not built. You go to certain teams out there who have you know uh, like the D-backs. They have two guys at the front of their rotation in Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly mm -hmm. who both are except for when they pitched against the Dodgers our guy Zach Kelly at one point this season looked like he may be Cy Young candidate yeah that's right yeah and I think I even mentioned that early on in the season this guy is on fire and um and but that's a good playoff team in that you can have two or three pitchers during the season you can have a six-man rotation mm -hmm. because you got a long way to go exactly but when you get to the playoffs the teams that have three strong pitchers or two strong and one serviceable like beyond service so a little slightly above average are the teams you're going to be the best and then good bullpens yeah, and the and then, Dodgers bullpen. I'm maybe that guy was right. Maybe they shouldn't have run any starters out there. They should have done openers and then let Bobby Miller pitch in the middle of the game. Maybe uh, let Clayton come in in the third inning instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just you know I don't know if that would have made any difference, but I, I think the Diamondbacks are are not only celebrating moving on for the first time since like 2017. I think uh, as I, I read. Um, I also think they're celebrating that they beat, you know, as San Diego said, the the dragon to the north. Right. They beat the dragon to the west of them. And, uh, you know, who's they got snake bit, I guess. Oh, is, yeah. You know. No, they got. <laughs> yeah. And they're the, uh, you know, the venom. Um, there's no uh, remedy for that. They whatever the the uh, <laughs> that they well, need the question to, is, is can they come up? With an antidote. Yeah, that's so the that word. So that it doesn't antidote. happen. It doesn't happen next year. Right, because what obviously changes? this has something has to change. When you you cannot be as a organization, you cannot be happy with oh we made it to the postseason this many times, and we won the division this many times because. You did that during the regular season, but once you get to the postseason, it doesn't matter. No, it only matters that you if that you make it to the end and that you win the very last game of all the games. That's it of the season. Otherwise, yeah, you're you're out of luck there. Um, so I and, would I would like I'd like to see what it's going to be quiet. Uh, for a while, I think at Chavez Ravine, but what's going to happen? Well, I think any moves, if they're going to make any moves, like right now, we got to make these moves. It'll happen before, uh, before Sunday or Saturday when, um, no Sunday when the, uh, when the, um, the ALCS starts. Yeah. And then 
during that lull. Now, now let's think about this before uh, we wrap up today. So Dodgers, we know, eliminated. Um, the Rangers swept. They don't play until Sunday. That means the Rangers have been off since Wednesday because they won on Tuesday. So yeah. how many days? That's what, four days mm-hmm. before they play again? The asterisks, they'll have three days because they had to go one more game. They weren't able to sweep the twins. Right. Um, so the teams, if, if we're talking about long layoffs having an issue, will we see a, 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 a rusty, two rusty teams coming in to the AL? So yes, if, since both of them have a little longer time off, Will it just cancel that out and they'll make it? Will Texas be the team of destiny? Diamondbacks be the team of destiny. Uh, will will like with the um, the the Diamondbacks are off until Monday. Will the uh, so this will be interesting. This will definitely, I think, is the story to watch. Is yeah. because we were talking earlier about playoffs and the layoffs so is that gonna be what is that gonna be a difference maker for the diamondbacks or the rangers or the astros how's that gonna play out out we don't know what's gonna happen with philly tonight if philly wins tonight they win they only have three days off right but if they don't win they're gonna have to play one more back in atlanta Mm -hmm. and then immediately you know, head to wherever, well, depending, uh, if they win it, uh, Arizona would come to them because right. they were higher, they were higher seated. So we'll talk about that next week when we see how these games, are we going to see solid baseball or is it going to be sloppy to start off because of the long layoffs? And maybe this will help, uh, make the case of the long layoff for all the teams. Honestly, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that now. Yeah, no, I I wasn't sure about how I felt about the rest. And now uh, I'm at the point where obviously I watch the games, whether the Dodgers are playing or not. Um, I'm going to keep up with it. I'm going to watch them, but I don't have, you know, a team. I always pick, you know, like, okay, well the Dodgers aren't going to make it. Then I'm going to root for, so I, um, you know, I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to root for the Braves ever. Um, I'm never going to root for the Diamondbacks ever. But I root for the Phillies because I have a connection because we lived 45 minutes from Philadelphia, right? So that's my connection. But um, I'm just going to watch it and see how does this all play out and uh, – yeah, because if the layoffs, if the the gate, the days off don't affect them, then okay, what was in the water for the Dodgers? Because or the Orioles, what happened? Because what was different between their preparation and you know, say Rangers? I you know, I don't know. So now I'm even more excited just to see <laughs> the. The experiment of what happens when you give the teams, you know, four days off or three days off. 
just a couple little things and notes just because I want to you know, pour salt in their wound, I guess. Um, Freddie Freeman hit 100 during the uh, mi- uh, Mookie zero. Yeah. Big un- goose egg. Unacceptable. And I uh, know that those both of them would be, oh, yeah, you know, it's unacceptable. It is. But you're making the money that you make. You are paid to hit. And you couldn't hit, you know, how many uh, Mookie Betts as a leadoff hitter has, what, the most RBIs as a leadoff hitter? Mm -hmm. Uh, 105 or, you know, something like that. And he couldn't get one RBI in the postseason? Nope. Freddie Freeman had how many doubles? 59 doubles. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get a double. Nope. Um, Max Muncie. You know, just being Max Muncy, but couldn't even get a home run. You know, nope. at least one. Now, Will Smith, on the other hand, was three for four in this latest game. Ends up hitting 417 over the the series, but it was all tonight, pretty much. And then Kike hit 375. Everybody else was either zero or under 200. Um, with J.D. Martinez hitting right at the uh, the Mendoza line there. The so, only thing I I just had a, a image in my head is I wish Tommy Lasorda was still around so he could go in there and just chew them out because that's them some what they, they need. Uh, yeah, lots of colorful buzzwords, but that's what they need too. Like I like you know, I've, I like Dave Roberts for the most part. Um, he does irritate me sometimes. Uh, but I, they need, they need a, you know, that you need some fire and he doesn't have it. He doesn't, it's just not in him, I guess. But, um, the other thing I will say, I do not like, uh, during the postseason is, in between innings, if you go over and you interview the coach, um, you know, you interview the manager and then you play, oh, d- between innings, you know, so-and-so went and talked to, you know, Dave Roberts or Tori Lavello or whoever. But now they're doing it during the game. And I don't, it ta- I think it distracts from the game, takes away. But that's just me. But yeah, there's got to be, a really long, hard look at the Dodgers and um, where do they go from here? Because they were awful, awful. And there's no excuse for the way they played. When you have Mookie Betts, you have Freddie Freeman, you have J.D. Martinez, you have David Peralta, Jason Hayward. I'm talking about guys that are veteran players who have gold glove winners, um, you know, defensively, silver sluggers, and they can't get a hit. You can't, none of them got RBIs. Um, And they're going to say, oh, well, they're just washed up. You know, Miguel Rojas and Jason Hayward washed up. They weren't during the regular season. So what happened? What's going on? And Clayton Kershaw, we need to know. I think fans 
they need to be more open about what's going on with him. If he's like, oh yeah, my shoulder's fine. But then we find out tomorrow he's going to have shoulder surgery. You know, like, you know, it's like Francisco Lindor. He just had surgery on his elbow. So, you know, was that an issue for the Mets? Maybe. But, you know, he played that way. I don't know. I just think there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. And I think as fans, fans deserve better than that. We spend money to go see the games. We uh, spend money to for merchandise because we, you know, that's our team. It doesn't matter which team. And you feel let down. You know, it's like you want to have the bragging rights. You want to be able to say, yeah, my team won the world series, but you know, now it's like, Oh yeah, our team won the world series, but yeah, but that was when it was COVID. You know, that was the pandemic. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean, you know, it, it's losing that it loses its luster. It's still a world series win, but it loses its luster and the Dodgers can't hang on to that. Um, for the years to come and say, look ahead, 2020. Well, now it's like, whoopie do you've been in the postseason How many times every, every, and every year, I mean, with the exception of 2017, you know, with the whole cheating thing, but even, you know, that was 2017, 2018, you know, but then 2019, that was awful. You were at some of those games. That was horrible. The way they played. Then you had 2020, like, oh, short season. And then 21, 22. And then this year, this year is like, they shouldn't have even bothered to show up. They should have done. They didn't. Right. They didn't show up. But I mean, like, physically, they shouldn't. (laughs) Like, they didn't need to even go to the stadium. It just, it's, it's disappointing. It's upsetting. And I think all Dodger fans should, you know, just be mad. And remember, though, that what Ben Scully said, that, you know, winter, it'll come, but then it'll be spring, and it's a new season. And the Dodgers can do it, but there's going to have to be, there's going to have to be shakeups. There's going to have to be something happens in that clubhouse. I see Max Muncy gone. I think Jason Hayward's gone. Miguel Rojas is gone. I think there's going to be a lot. I mean, whether you like them or not, you know, there's going to be a lot of that. So, well, we'll talk about uh, what we think is going to happen in the off season with the Dodgers. Uh, put a little, you know, bow on the season, uh, the regular season, and of course, we'll we'll you know wrap things up with that and what we are expecting, what we're hoping. Uh, for both the Dodgers and the Angels uh, in the off season when we get the hot stove. Uh, We'll we'll talk about all that stuff as we head towards uh, the World Series and then uh, eventually the uh, the end of season awards before we finish up uh, the fourth season of Sibling Rivalry Baseball Podcast. Instead of our around baseball, because we talked about around baseball with the playoffs and everything, uh, last week I didn't uh, I didn't share a couple of things. We've got two things that uh, want to share uh, that are eh, not anyway two things that are kind of the same. 
And then one thing that was a uh, big news, and uh, I didn't share it last week, uh, but uh, now that uh, Jana's back from uh, from her um, her excursion, her national park adventure, we can uh, we can share that together. Uh, wanted to uh, to share that uh, last week, or within the last couple of weeks, we've lost two former major league pitchers. One, Jim Poole. The weird thing about the two of them, both of them were the same age. Uh, Jim Poole, who appeared in 431 games from 1990 to 2000, pitched for Cleveland in the 95 World Series, uh, known as a great uh, teammate and uh, an excellent clubhouse uh, guy. Um, he uh, he passed away with his from his fight with ALS. Uh, was a big part of the 2022 Lou Gehrig Day and uh, was described as a graceful warrior in the fight against ALS. And then the other uh, loss, which somebody that more people know of, uh, was uh, the uh, the loss of Tim Wakefield. Uh, the um, Red Sox announced his, uh, his uh, death uh, by saying, Wake embodied true goodness, a devoted husband, father, and teammate, beloved broadcaster, and the ultimate community leader. He gave us so much. He gave so much to the game and all of Red Sox Nation. Uh, he was uh, pretty much one of the last knuckleballers, appeared in 627 games over 19 big league seasons, uh, a 105 ERA plus and a 1.79 strikeout to walk ratio. And uh, basically he had a 34.4 war over that time frame. Started as a Pittsburgh Pirate and uh, ended up there with the uh, the Red Sox and um, uh, brain cancer is what uh, took Tim Wakefield. And, uh, and finally, since I didn't tell him last week, should we tell him this week? Sure. Well, share. <laughs> Do tell. So we are both members of the Internet Baseball Writers Association of America, uh, the IBWAA. Uh, lots of... Uh, you know, just regular people like us, but also, you know, bigger names that are on networks in the papers writing um, online. They had the inaugural awards for the IBWAA, and there were different categories. They had content creator awards. There was an award for general MLB writer of the year, Prospects Miners College Amateur Writer of the Year, Team Coverage Writer of the Year, and Podcast slash Video Host of the Year. And much to our surprise, we won! Yes, we were the Podcast Host of the Year. Yeah. Which How did that happen? I, we don't know. We don't know, but you voted for us. Thank you very much. Uh, super excited. I was on my way to Flagstaff, and you had just been at the uh, Angels-A's game. 
that last game 162. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, didn't really think much about it until we heard uh, we won. Yeah, I was uh, happened to look at I'd forgotten that they were doing it. They did a, uh, a webcast of it. I'd forgotten all about it. And um, I was looking at Twitter and uh, it said, congratulations. Somebody had tweeted that had been nominated. Congratulations to these people for winning. And our Twitter handle was on there and it completely blew me away. And, yeah, uh, I wasn't even sure it was real. I was like, we won? What? No, there's no way we won. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? No, so, uh, yeah, but we did. So, super excited. I can't, yeah, I, I still am kind of in shock. In For disbelief. Sure. So, so uh, you are listening to the IBWAA Content Creators inaugural uh, winners of the podcast host of the year. See all this time you've been listening here, not realizing how, uh, you know, that you were listening to greatness, apparently. That's right. Award winning. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're humbled by this award. (laughs) We really are. I, cause I think it was, you know, we just like, Oh, okay. That's cool. And didn't think much more about it. Uh, yeah, we were nominated. That was neat. But I don't know how many podcasts there are out there, so how it would work out. And it's great. Yeah. So anyway, we have that now. You can look and see. I think we'll be putting that up on the website. Uh, you know, just that'll be the big banner. That'll be it. Uh, you know, <laughs> award winners. Uh, we'll be like in uh, Christmas story where uh, we got a major award. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's right. All right. So from our fields now, both of them from the teams that we uh, generally follow have the, uh, the tarps on them for the winter and uh, no more talk for at least the next couple of episodes of Dodgers or angels. We will talk about what's happening with the, uh, with the rest of the Phillies Braves. Can the Phillies walk away with a win? We'll talk about uh, Texas and Houston, the battle for the Lone Star state and the American league. Uh, as we go and then of course we'll also talk about the world series we may throw in and we'll throw in other news as it pops up but that'll be the main focus as we go over the next uh, two or three episodes here once again we appreciate you stopping in and hanging out with us uh, here on the sibling rivalry baseball podcast as a reminder don't forget you can find us on uh, twitter at sibling rivalry bb without the a and on Instagram and Facebook at Sibling Rivalry BB with the A. And then, of course, our website, SiblingRivalryBB.com, where if you happen to be uh, a fan of any of the three teams that have moved on, you can uh, you can get a, a Division Series uh, T-shirt uh, for any of those or a hat or whatever. Or you can just wait to see who wins the AL or who wins the NL or even the, the World Series for that matter. 
and uh, and get that stuff to support your team. Or if all of a sudden your team's out of it, support somebody else's team. I was pretty much ready to go get a an Orioles hat, and uh, and I'm like you. I'm kind of disappointed that the teams that I wanted to see move on weren't there, especially the Orioles more so than even the Dodgers. Because yeah. I think the Dodgers kind of just, um, yeah, I was just kind of not happy with them. And they kind of just, I was like, eh, whatever. Anyway, so we'll be back with you next week. Uh, and uh, like I said, we'll talk playoffs. Whatever you do, make sure you uh, you tune in and enjoy some uh, baseball this weekend. And don't forget to swing away. Yeah.